Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. To my mom, I haven't got to say it to her yet this morning. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. Um, mothers are awesome. Wouldn't be here without them, would we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't be here without them. Yeah, so today, there's the clicker. Today we're going to talk about uh, what Alex and I have started calling D-groups, which are uh, discipleship groups. And so we're going to get into some of the nitty-gritty details, putting things together that we've talked about the past couple weeks into a more formalized way to help you guys understand how you guys can actually get started in, in doing this lifestyle. But again, before we get there, let's quickly review. The first uh, week we shared, we talked about just what disciple-making is. And so what is discipleship? It's intentionally equipping believers with the Word of God through accountable relationships empowered by the Spirit of God in order to replicate faithful followers of Christ. And every single one of us who are calling ourselves a follower of Christ is commanded to do it. And so why do we do it? to replicate and reach the lost for his glory, to spread his fame and his glory throughout the earth, to find all those lost souls and bring them into the kingdom. Yeah, because we were once lost too, weren't we? Yeah. Every one of us, praise God. We're no longer lost. Last week, we shared a little bit on some of the practices of disciple making. Yeah, yeah, we went through uh, three easy aspects of that being commitment, leading by example and training and spiritual parenting that we kind of laid out, which you're going to see more actually as a model today, a very shortened version because it is Mother's Day. But during the D group scenario that you're actually going to see today, you'll kind of see all three of these elements here. You'll see commitment, coordinate, although they're not going to get up and leave and go do something, but they're going to talk about, you know, how things went the last week when I sent them out to coordinate to do what they were supposed to do, they were on the hook to do. And then that aspect of it, too, you'll see the correct, which is the accountability aspect as they talk about what happened with it. So you'll see basically all three of those aspects in action today in a very shortened version. Yeah, and so what uh, we're going to go through today is um, back there on the table, if you didn't pick one up on your way in, you're welcome to grab one now if you want, or you can grab one when we're finished. But we put most of what we're going to share today in this outline. Uh, we call it our group and family disciple-making outline. And... Um, you can take that with you or you can follow along with us, but it's going to put some practicality to what we've been sharing. So let's dive right in. So what's a D group? Again, it's short for discipleship group. And so it's basically just a small gathering of people that meet together and commit to one another in disciple making relationships. If you have a family, guess what? You have a built in D group already. God gave it to you. Parents, he gave you the authority to steward those children, to raise them up in the Lord, you have your D group. Those of you who may not have children living at home with you right now, we have fellow believers in the body of Christ, similar life circumstances, scenarios. You guys can gather together and begin to commit one another and commit to one another in these relationships. And you can form your own discipleship group. So in a D group, there are five weekly disciplines that we are trying to put into place. Remember, again, a disciple is a learner, an apprentice, a follower. And so that's where we get the word discipline. And none of us really like discipline, do we? I thought you liked that one. Come on. 
I don't know, any kids in here like to be disciplined? I don't know. I'm a child of God, and sometimes it hurts, but I know in the long run it's good. Well, your discipline is so good that <laughs> this week it's not you complete me, but you know what? You make me want to be a better man, Jeff. Uh, yeah. That's from, that's from uh, as good as it that's gets. That's as good as it gets, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you make me want to be a better man. Iron sharpens iron. That's the same, it's the same that's thing. That's right. You make me want to be a better man. So in, the, in a D group, you're going to go through these five disciplines, and we're going to start to develop these in our lives because we need discipline. And so mm-hmm. accountability, Bible reading, journaling, uh, using the HEAR method. We're going to explain that a little bit more today in more detail. Prayer, obviously an important discipline to have in our lives. And memorizing scripture. All over scripture, especially the Old Testament and Psalms, we hear that we're to store God's word in our heart. So that we may not sin. So that we may not King sin. David. Young men, how do you keep your way pure? By following the law of the Lord. Right? So how do you get started with a D group? How, what do you do? Well, Obviously, before you begin this, you have to build your group. And as I said, if you're a parent with children, you've already got your group. And if you're not, you can ask a few others to join you. The recommended size is small. So three to five is a good group size. Um, Some people like to do them gender specific because when it comes to accountability, you know, it's easier to be accountable man to man rather than man to woman. Or mano to mano. Mono a mono, yeah. <laughs> and uh, three to five is a good size. Uh, it when is. it's when it's one on one, it gets a little different. It's a little harder because it's kind of I'm counseling this person. Mm-hmm. Has, what, what, do you have any thoughts on that? It can, yeah. It, you know, if some people are, I'll just say this a little more uh, introverted, and they have to start out that way, or they have to start with one person. In order to develop that deep relationship that leads to vulnerability so we can really enact growth. Yeah. I'm okay with that. We're, we're fine with that. Ideally, we like to do three to five if we can. But it's tough because everybody's, you know, when we had that one group, it was tough to get everybody's schedules. Yeah, yeah. As hectic as it is today sometimes yeah. as well. It takes commitment, one of the three key aspects. Yeah, the other good thing about a little bit larger group, three to five, is that you get other people's perspectives as right. well. So it's not just you as the, the disciples leader telling this person or right. discipling this one person on what you think, but you get multiple perspectives on what you're talking about, what you're sharing, and you get to build each other up. It's about relationship mm-hmm. of, of, of a group of believers, not just one-to-one specifically. But Absolutely. Um, if you can only do one other person, do it. If you can get a few people together, do that. Even better. Even better. And so in a D group, you're going to commit to one another. You're going to commit to one another to grow in Christ, be accountable to one another, and you're going to commit to the end goal is that we are going to replicate. What we're doing here in this group, it's going to end, but it's going to multiply where each person is then doing this with others as well. So it's a time of commitment. So again, another step. After you've built your group, the next thing you're going to do is uh, decide on your weekly rhythm. What are you going to do? What's your Bible reading plan? Obviously, studying the Word of God together is a huge part of it. So what books, how many chapters are you going to do that week? You know, uh, memorization plan, like wh- what Bible verse are you going to mm-hmm. memorize? Is it going to be random ones? Is it going to be from your here journal? Is it going to be books of the Bible or chapters of the Bible? You know, are we going to... 
my family, we tried to uh, memorize Matthew 5, 6, and 7 this year, and we didn't quite get there. <laughs> you did an amazing job. We got Matthew, I've got Matthew 5 down pretty well, and part of 6. <laughs> um, I could skim over the rest and kind of, you know, pick it up in my head, but it's difficult when you get into this. It's hard. It uh, is. To do this. But it's better than where you were before. Absolutely. Progress in Christ. Yes. Uh, you're going to decide on a journaling plan. How many here journals are you going to do a week? Are you going to do one? Are you going to do two? Um, is it easy to do two? Then you do three. Um, we do one as a family right now. That's what we do. Yeah. The next step, after you've decided on, you know, what's your rhythm going to be, what's your routine, it's when are you going to get together? What specific day and time <coughs> of the week are you get together? And you're going to try to be consistent and keep the schedule, guard it. You know, just because our favorite TV show comes on or, like, or you know, something comes up, you know, let's try to still meet at that time because, we, again, we're trying to develop discipline. And I know that sometimes things come up. We had a, I don't remember what it was. We had something happen. We had to go back home to Ohio. And we usually, our family does ours on Sunday evenings. You uh -huh. guys do yours on Wednesday? We're doing ours on, we were, but this week we have to do it on Sunday evening. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we do ours on Sunday, but we had something happen on Sunday. So on Saturday, on the hour and a half drive over to Ohio, we did it in the van <laughs> on the way over there. And that works. We didn't neglect it. We didn't say, oh, we're going to skip it this week. We made sure this is important to our family rhythm, our weekly time together, so we made it happen. And it worked great mm -hmm. driving over there. But you're going to also commit to attending. If, if you're not in a family group doing it, I mean, it's easy to get, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. It might not be easy to get all your kids together. But um, it's, it's a time of I'm committing to be here. I'm committing to attend. It's not a hit or miss. Oh, yeah, I'll be there next week. Oh, something came up. I can't make it. It's This is important part of your week. Just as much as Sunday is an important part of your week, the day you get together with your D group is an important day of the week, and you make sure you can make it. Well, I mean, we do all kinds of things to, to raise our kids. But the most important thing we can do is rear them on the word of the God. Yeah. Rear them on the, on the word of God. And so uh, properly parenting that way is actually more important than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need discipline, not just ourselves, but obviously our children as well. Absolutely. And uh, those around us. So what's the next step after you've, you've decided on what your routine is going to look like, what's your uh, meeting plan going to be? Well, obviously, execute the plan. You know, don't just talk part. about it. Do it. Do it. Start reading your plan. Start journaling what you read. Start memorizing. And what we're aiming for is consistent, disciplined time with the Lord throughout the week. We're not cramming this in like, probably like, I don't know if any of you guys are like me. I'm a procrastinator. I don't know if. Eric, you just talked about being at college. I don't know if you cram everything right at the last second, <laughs> right? I mean, I did that. You know, when I knew a test was coming up two weeks from now, I didn't study for the last two weeks. I waited till the day before and crammed it in. I did that too, all <laughs> eight years of college. <laughs> oh, eight, eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor either, by the way, or a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, but we're trying to develop discipline in our lives because it's what's going to benefit us. 
is when we're disciplined in, in the word as much as possible and not just uh, randomly doing it. Discipline because equals again, freedom. Like, like Eric said this morning, usually God on our spiritual life get the leftovers yeah. of what we give it. The crumbs. And we're trying to build discipline. So don't cram and don't procrastinate. We're trying to we're aiming for discipline as we execute the plan. And then the last step. Gather together. So mm-hmm. you spent your week, you've been doing your reading, you've been memorizing your verse, you've been writing your here journal, you get together on the day and the time when you decided to meet and you're come prepared Yes, to share and participate. This isn't just a, a time to receive from others, but it's a time for you to participate and share what has the Lord been showing you this week as you've been reading, being accountable to one another. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, a lot of times, again, uh, we learn more from others than we'll ever learn on ourselves studying when when you get someone else's perspective and that supports the when we read about that we're supposed to be a body all joined together there's a reason for that because uh, we all get downloads of different bits but we all need each other's downloads from that to help each other out and truly become that body that Christ was talking about yeah amen so you've heard us talk about here journals we're just going to kind of switch gears here for a second um, and go through this in a little bit more depth than the 30-second <coughs> overview I gave you last week or a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But again, here, journal is just a, it's an acronym, and it's just a method to get you into the Word of God, to get you into learning how to study the Word of God, pulling application out of the Word of God, and actually applying and responding to it. So it's obviously an acronym, highlight, explain, apply, and respond. I want you to notice that all those words are active words. They're yeah. action words. They're not passive words. And so we are learning to actively pursue God, not be passive and wait for something to change to us, but us actually getting into the word of God and actively pursuing him through it. Sounds like James, doesn't it? Don't just be a hearer. Be yeah. a doer. Be a doer. That's right. So let's go through each one of these steps. And again, this is in the handout. So um, if you don't want to take notes, you don't have to. Um, If you're watching online, take a screenshot. Um, Maybe we can get our attachment emailed out to the prayer chain as well. Yeah. So you guys can get that if you're on that list. But the goal of the highlight part of this is you're going to be reading through the passage that uh, you're reading that week, the chapter. Um, whatever it is that you decided to read. And the goal is to find the verse that stood out to you in your reading. What is the verse? And you're going to write this down. I type mine because I'm a techie guy. I don't like to write. Me too. Um, I write or I type it up. But you're going to write down the entire verse. Chapter, book, chapter, verse, text of the verse or verse or passage. And give it a title. What's going on here? What's this about? Is this about love is this about forgiveness is this about contentment mm-hmm. give it a title because you want to come back to it maybe it's good and find uh you know i need to find something about um, love you know so give it a title make sure you write the date down too that's always good just interesting for me anyway to f- when did i write that well that actually makes it a real journal doesn't it yeah and listen again i'm an introvert i don't enjoy writing you know, typing's easier than writing, but this is difficult. 
for some of you, you guys, maybe, might find it difficult to, to write or put down your thoughts. It's difficult. It's a discipline that you have to train yourself to do. But I'm super encouraged because it's changed me and how I've studied the Bible, how I've applied it, how I've responded to it. Mm-hmm. Has it helped you? Absolutely. It, it, it took it from a mere Bible study to a life-changing experience of bringing the word alive in your life with accountability. Yeah, yeah. So the <coughs> next step is the explain. So after you've wrote, wrote down the verse, the goal here, what's the author's intended meaning in the context of this passage? You know, God, through the, the authors of the Bible, his Holy Spirit inspired them to write these words. Why? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Why was it written? Who was it written to? You know, was it, this was Paul writing to the Corinthians. What was going on at the Corinthian church that Paul had to write this letter to the Corinthian church? Begin to study that, pull that out. You know, how does it fit in with the verses before and after? And this is key because sometimes we're, it's easy to take a, a verse out of context. And we don't really understand why was this written? Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on? Yeah, what historically you was know? going on and why it was written? Yeah, you know, the, the funny little thing I've heard is, you know, you, you see a verse that has the word therefore in it. You need to find out what is it there for? <laughs> Go back. What's he talking about? What, what's the therefore? Um, so why did the Holy Spirit include this verse in the book? What is the intended meaning? What's going on in the passage? And so, again, you're going to write this, these notes down. It can be short. It can be long. Mm-hmm. But you're going to try to bring some context to the passage. What's going on? And you don't need to answer every one of these questions either. But yeah. just some of these kind of help jog your brain on yeah. the real intentionality of the scripture, just to make that clear. Yeah, these are just questions to help you think through it. And after you've thought through it and you think you've got the explanation just write a brief explanation of what's what's going on here here's where the meat comes in the apply so the goal here is what is the principle to live by today so you've wrote your verse down you've got the context you understand what's going on what was the what's the application to pull out of here so how can this help me what does this mean today what would this application look like in my life if i was to take 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul says what love is, what, how does that look in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's God saying to me? Is there a sin to avoid here in this passage? A promise to claim, an example to follow, a command to obey. What is the application here? So you write down that application, and then the great part, how are you going to respond to that application? If you're reading in Matthew and Jesus is teaching about forgiveness and you say, I should forgive others. Oh man, you know what? I had a huge fight with my wife last week. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, really? (laughs) Man, I should respond and forgive. Right. You know, that's my response this week. Uh I will forgive or I will ask for forgiveness for my behavior. I'm responding to the application of the passage. And this gets right into, as we talk, we're going to talk more about the D group. Guess what I'm going to be held accountable to in my D group? Did I respond? Did mm-hmm. I do what I said I was going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the apply sets it up perfectly to flow right into the respond on what does this mean to me? It leads right into what am I, what am I on the hook for then? Yeah. It leads right into it. Yeah. And we actively do it. Mm-hmm. And, and in a relationship, we get held accountable for it. You know, so... You could write a call to action. 
you know, I see this example where I am to be praising God, so I'm going to praise God this week. I'm going to worship him more. You could write a prayer, just a, a prayer of thanksgiving of, or whatever it is that you're right. asking God for help. Or you could describe, you know, of how you're going to change, maybe start or stop a behavior. But again, it's how am I going to respond to this principle that was in this passage? That's excellent. Sometimes I've written a prayer on mine, too. When I feel really inadequate in that area of my life, I really need to improve. I have to take it to prayer first before I think I'm ever going to do it myself. Yeah. And so I actually make it into a prayer that way. Yeah. So I just wanted to show you guys a sample here journal. And again, this one is also in the, it's on the very back page of uh, the document that we had you hand out. But this just kind of follows through the same steps. So in this case, uh, this person read Philippians 4.13 on the first of the year, and they titled it The Secret of Contentment. So they, Philippians 4.13, they wrote it down. I'm able to do all things through him who strengthens me. What's the explanation? Paul was telling the church at Philippi that he has discovered the secret of contentment. No matter the situation in Paul's life, he realized that Christ was all he needed, and Christ was the one who strengthens him to persevere through difficult times. That's good. That's a really long explanation. You don't have to write that much if you don't want to, but feel free if you want to. So what's the application that he can pull from this? In my life, I will experience many ups and downs. My contentment is not found in circumstance. Rather, it's based on my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Only Jesus gives me strength. I need to be content in every circumstance. Excellent. So they took that passage, what was explained there, and they made an application to their life. And so how do they respond? In this case, they just wrote a prayer. Lord Jesus, help me as I strive to be content in you. Through your strength, I can make it through any situation I face. And so in a D group, you might come back and someone might ask, hey, how'd you do this week? Right. You know, did you have an opportunity to be content in the Lord? You know, because that's what you shared last week. Yeah. Yeah. And so just a couple thoughts on here, journals, that I wanted to bring out is, you know, families, this might be difficult with small children to Very. get them to, to go through this process, right? I know I have a young daughter. She's 10, and, you know, um, she does the best she can doing it. She asks lots of questions. We try to guide her through what she's reading. Um, so the way I address my 10-year-old is different than I address my 16-year-old boys. I require a little bit more of them, require them to work a little bit harder <laughs> doing it. You know, but you'll want to adopt how you're doing it as a family based on who's the one doing it. If you have a small child that maybe doesn't read. That's right. You know, what do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, you have to meet them again right where they're at, not where you want them to be and work where God's working. And just so you guys out there know today, uh, we have a model for, let's say, elementary kids all the way up through junior high that Miss Kate and Tina have worked up. So if you ever want a, a sample copy of that, we have those available as well where it's a lot easier than filling this out. It's merely filling in the blanks of the scripture that's given to get a good start on it. Yeah. I was even thinking, you know, if you have children who maybe can't read, it might be great to just sit down with them and, and read through a chapter. Right. And you just talk through the steps and maybe together, you know, you come up with a, a response together. Hey, this week you're going to, you know, obey mommy more better when she asks you to you mm -hmm. know, clean your room or 
or help with the dishes or, you know, or not wine this week, you know, <laughs> or something. But helping them begin this process of pulling an application <coughs> out of the Word of God and applying it to their life. So, so we're not just going to memorize what mom said to do. No. We're actually going to go do it. Yeah, we're going to okay. do it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that is uh, a HEAR journal. And so I wanted to go through real briefly what does the D group time look like, okay? Because there is a, a rhythm to actually the meeting time, and you're going to see that demonstrated here in a little bit. We're going to briefly go through all the steps, and then we're actually going to demonstrate this is what a, meet, a meeting might look like. So the very beginning, you're going to get together, and you might fellowship for a little while. And this is a time of just catching up on your week, how things are going. Um, I would ask that we, you know, you try to center it back to why we're meeting together. So right. what was, what good thing happened to you last week? What was a challenge that you had last week? You know, there's some questions you could ask. What was, what was great last week? Uh, what mistake did you make last week? You know, but again, it's just bringing up, you know, how's your week been? Oh, you know, it was a horrible week. You know, mm -hmm. I got mad at my boss and, you know, what can you praise God for? Another great question. But it's a beginning to show interest in one another's lives, and it might kind of lead right into the next part where we go start with prayer. I think it does. Um, you know, I always feel that this time, I don't know about you, Jeff, when we went through it with our group, it really loosened everybody up and really made them comfortable because then it opens the door for vulnerability at that point because they know you're not just interested in just studying the Word of God with them and giving commands and making them accountable. This is the part where you're really laying the foundation, I love you and I am involved actively in your life and I actually care about how things go and I'm willing to take the time and even more so if it need be to make sure that you're okay and that you're growing yeah yeah and, and this this can be a part that gets out of control though because you know I love to chat with people and catch up and then if, if you don't put a cap or a time cap on it you'll just be talking for the whole time it's a self-help session and not never get back to uh, the actual rhythm of what you're doing right so yeah 10 to 15 minutes um, the D group time in total is about an hour to an hour and a half now if, if you guys agree to you want to do longer than that two hours whatever uh, it's up to you guys how you decide to do it but you know obviously we want to incorporate all these steps that we're going to show so you're going to open in prayer after fellowship, right? Just You're always going to start and end in prayer. You're going to invite the Holy Spirit. You're going to ask for grace to understand God's word and uh, for transformation in our life. So do that briefly or not briefly. <laughs> However long you want. <laughs> and we're going to share uh, what scripture did we memorize and again, there's different ways to do this. You could decide on what scripture you're going to memorize. You could have memorized the verse that you wrote down in your hear journal. Mm -hmm. um, we do all the same verse. Again, going through a chapter of the Bible. But what we do is then we take turns just reciting the memory verse one to another. We, uh, I'll tell you one thing that helps is if you're all in the same version of the Bible. Because after Absolutely. you've heard New Living Translation, New King James, and it's your turn to do ESV, you're like, you get everything screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, affectionately, we, we put our initials to some of our Bible versions. Like, that's the JMH version, because <laughs> I just mangled them all together. You know? um, but it's also a time to discuss the memory verse together. Uh -huh. you know? We memorize this. What's, what's it mean? You know, briefly talk about it. Remember, we want to store God's word in our heart, that's right. not just recite, recite it. it. 
right? We want to know what right. it means, and we want to hide it in our heart. So the crux or the most of our time together is going to be discussing our Bible and our here journals. Um, obviously, that's going to be the largest portion. But each person will share the here journal that week. If they did more than one, I would say pick out the one that you want to share about the most because we want to make sure we have time for everybody to share. That's right. If you've got three to five people and only 25 minutes to talk, you know, you're all going to have to keep it short. But if it's just one or two, you might go longer and share more than one. But we're going to share our here journal, and then we're going to encourage others to sh give, give me your thoughts. You know, I might have done mine on James 1, count it all joy, and you might have done yours on, you know, be slow to speak, quick to listen. That's one we're doing today. Oh, wow, look at that. How did I know that? Because <laughs> you complete them, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be, what's great about that is, like, you know what, I never, I didn't pull that out of that verse. I didn't pick that one, but that's great to hear. Here's some of my thoughts on it. And so... You go around and share with one another uh, what journals you wrote down. There's going to be a time of accountability where you lovingly inspect and hold each other accountable. A big part of this is asking again what you said, how you're going to respond last week. How'd you do? You know, or it could be something specific. If there's something specific that someone asked for accountability on, you might specifically ask that if you sent them out and told them to do something that's right you know in the coordinate part in the coordinate part did you do what you agreed you were going to do and yeah ask other relevant accountability questions on that sheet there's some other accountability questions you can find on there just some great questions to ask but allow those to it's a, it's in accountability really where we change. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's, there's two words I should hang them over my door of my office that, and all the guys I disciple know when it leads to accountability, because sometimes people are timid if maybe it didn't go well with accountability that week. It doesn't always go great like you want it to, because we can't control other people, right? We have uh, two words, and Cole and these guys can all tell you how it goes. No judgment. You have the freedom to come in and say anything that you want or you can tell me that anything happened. It's going to stay right here. No one's going to find out about it. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to come at you with a 50-pound hammer like Thor. But we will confront it, and we will make it right in Christ. But there's no judgment. So there's a freedom there to be vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. And just like where we started with prayer, we're going to end in prayer. And um, I encourage you all to ask every person to share prayer requests. And uh, it could be something related to the Hear Journal. You know, if they share how they're having a really hard time forgiving, pray about it together. That's good. Pray That's good. together. Ask for grace to help them forgive this week. Um, it might be related to the unaccountability thing. Ask for prayer for that. But take time to pray for one another. And it's also throughout the week, pray for one another. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of our uh, past elements, remember? Yeah. Pray, encourage, share your life, and testify. So, just kind of listing the D group rhythm there in total. It's going to be about 60, 90 minutes and all the steps. But what we're going to do now is we're going to invite a couple of our young ones, younger ones, young adults, Tori, Cole to come up, and Alex and Tor, or Tor, I was going to call you Corey. I got <laughs> the two names mixed together. Cole and Tori are going to. She'll respond to it. They're going to demonstrate this 
this rhythm together and um, they're going to really shorten us up. We're not going to be here <coughs> for 60 to 90 more minutes, okay? <coughs> as much as you want to be. Uh, no, they're going to make it really short. Here, you can scoot in, Cole. I'll sit on the end. I'm not going to be too involved here. I'm just going to be a watcher here. Uh, no, they're fine. We're good. Yeah, we're just passing. Uh, yeah, like Jeff said, we've truncated this whole process. So example, you know, the fellowship part is probably only going to be a couple of minutes because it's Mother's Day and we always want to beat the Baptist to the buffet, don't we? <laughs> Especially on Mother's Day, right? So we're going to keep this short and sweet, but we want you to see that every one of these elements, kind of how it looks, and, you know, on the part especially when there's the Bible reading and going through the Hear Journal, Jeff and I really talked about this. Uh, you know, we're actually not going to go through a whole chapter of the Bible, but we are actually going to go through a real Hear Journal, okay? So you'll be able to see the real deal, the real money being done here, just a very shortened version of it. Uh, if you have any other questions, of course, after all this is over, Jeff and I are always available to help you out with any of this stuff. So, and I, I may stop in the middle of something here because this is actually a demonstration. So in the middle of, of some of the steps, I may stop and say a little something. Um, so we're gonna get started here really quick and I'll just say it, it's almost like we're role playing here. So we're just gonna walk this out right here in front of all of you right now. Yeah, and I just wanna encourage you, don't check out because we have a little bit more to share after this, okay? So just a little more, yeah. I just encourage you to stick around and don't don't scoot off. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. It's okay. I won't, you know, babble on for that long, but <laughs> Okay. So we're gonna look at a scenario that uh, let's let's say I'm dad, okay? And I'm meeting with, with two of my kids here, okay? And I'm I'm gonna spiritually raise these kids. We're gonna it's, it's if we've sat down in a room and we're all talking, okay? And again, we're going to start off with our first step is we're coming in for the fellowship part. So we're all sitting around, and, and I'm going to sit there and say, hey, how has all your week gone so far? I know we've spoke a bit, but how have things gone? How's it gone, Tori? It's going good. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed you had talked about uh, some drama going on at school. Were you kind of able to uh, spend some time with the Lord and go back to some of those people and make things right with them? Yeah, I was. Uh, we worked it out, and uh, I'm just learning how to uh, deal with it next time now. That's great. Well, repetition brings revelation, and I want you to know genuinely how proud of you that I am because it's very tough to confront people sometimes. So thank you for obeying the Lord in that. Thank you. How about you, Cole? How's your week gone so far? My week was okay. What do you mean when you say okay? It's like every other week, school's still a thing. <laughs> right. We're only there for the sports at this point. But other than that, I, mean, I have a terrible week. I got to apologize to everybody for my problems last week of uh -huh. my anger and jealousy uh -huh. towards a couple people and kind of snapped at a couple people last week, so I apologize right. to all of them. So you, I was going to ask you about that if you didn't bring it up, but uh, you're always a brave guy. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, how d did they seem to respond pretty well when you apologized? Yeah, everybody to them? seemed. I'll say everybody, but one took it really well. I mean, obviously, like you said, you can't control what people, how they receive it. One person obviously just didn't take it well and just kind of shrugged me off. And I said, "All right, well, I'll just walk away." I felt good enough. I apologized for my job. 
your job to receive it how you want to. If you didn't take it how you wanted it, I'm not going to force it. So That's good. Well, you know, God, again, is not interested so much in our ability, but our availability to just obey him. And I'm very proud of you for doing that. That's been very difficult, and I know you had to pray a lot about it. So thank you for obeying the Lord in that. You're doing an amazing job. So that's fellowship, basically. It's just starting with basic questions like that, and that's kind of how it's done. Uh, we go into next our opening prayer, and uh, so we're going to pray before we get into the Word of God and our hair journals, okay? Lord, we thank you for this time together. Lord, you are sacred and you are holy, and we thank you so much for your inspired word. Lord, it is, the, it is our game plan for our entire life. Lord, it has all the answers of what we need to do, but Lord, it also is a love song where you've written about us. You talk about us in it, Lord. We thank you that you love us. Lord, that you're always so uh, patient with us, Lord. You are long-suffering, and we've talked about even things where we've had to go to people and make things right. Thank you that your grace is more than sufficient for the day. Lord, as we get into your inspired word, Lord, it is the very living, breathing word of God. Lord, thank you that you're breathing your word into us. All your love and grace and mercy, Lord, we invite you in this session right now. And we love you and we thank you. Amen. That's the opening prayer. Uh, Next, we'll go to, okay, we're going to go into, as you know, we're in the wonderful book of James which is such a great wisdom book. Uh, how did you do on your scripture memorization of James 1, 19 through 20? Go ahead, Cole. Let us have it. So James 1, ni- or 19 through 21 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. <sighs> be, slow to s- be slow to speak, quick to listen. Be slow, slow to come to anger because human, human anger is... Human anger does not produce righteous that God desires. That's excellent. Thank you. Let's hear it for Cole. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, you don't have to look at the ceiling. It's okay. All right. <laughs> you, you can just read it. It's all right. Okay, because I didn't, you know, memorize this at all, you know. <laughs> That's one demerit, right? No dessert at lunch, all right? Yep. (laughs) Hold me accountable to do that, all right? (laughs) Okay. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Thank you. Excellent job, Tori. Thanks. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to anger because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God desires and we want to please him don't we yeah amen you guys did an awesome job thank you um let's get into our here journals here and you guys have always been doing such a good job on those you're growing in those uh Tori go ahead since you've already quoted that can you go through it a little bit and kind of explain kind of what that was revealed to you? What, what did you get out of that a little bit, the meaning of it, from where you're coming from? 
Yeah, so um, basically to me, I feel like James is just um, telling us to learn how to control ourselves in the midst of trials that just come on, like come upon us each and every day and um, how to handle things like Jesus did and mm -hmm. how we can learn to handle that and become more like Jesus. That way we just replicate him and become more like him because that's the main goal in all this, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you think that Jesus was quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger? Yeah, definitely. Almost sounds like the fruits of the Spirit, doesn't it? That's it, yeah. <laughs> it's precious. Thank you. So, obviously, we did, all, did the same verse. Uh-huh. So, I took, by the way, these Bibles that Alex got us were really nice. Great notes. <laughs> so, I just took from his notes, and in his notes, it says, to prepare the, their hearts to to hear God's word in the midst of trials, Christians must concentrate their minds, quick to listen, control their tongues, slow to speak, contain their anger, slow to become angry, and cleanse our lives of sins, get rid of all moral filth and evil. So, like Tori said, the trials that you encounter in your everyday lives or your week, work, whatever you guys do throughout your days or lives, it's just obviously, like me at school, I get mad, mm -hmm. things don't go my way, or I don't get a certain lift on the right way, I get <laughs> mad. So I learn to shut up and just work at it until I get it next time. But That's good. Or um, quick to listen. Obviously, I'm a guy. I don't like to listen. None of the guys do. <laughs> we like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm still working on that one. He's your nephew, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm definitely Brian's dad. So. But it's just like when people talk, I'd like to get my input right away, uh -huh. but I gotta learn to shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm still working on that one, uh -huh. as I'm sure a lot of guys are, mm -hmm. but especially guys that are married. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. I'm offended. <laughs> hey, I love you. It's all good, man. I know. But, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yep. Go ahead, keep that. Th that's an excellent, that's some great revelation. That's really good. I, I appreciate that, Cole. Um, I took a little something different because I saw that Dr. Jeremiah had some really great historical notes on it. And so he said, it's stating something very obvious, but in James' context, and when he says very obvious, obviously, we should be quick to listen, always, because that shows people that we actually care. We're not going to speak over them. We're saying, hey, you're important enough to me. I'm willing to say nothing and just hear what you have to say and put value on it. And then I'm going to be slow to speak, too, because you may still want to say something. And I'm going to choose my words wisely. Because a lot of times when I'm quick to speak, I don't say something very wise, do I? Do I, Kate? She said no. <laughs> because sometimes when we speak quickly, also, it leads to anger. So, he, But it says he's stating something very obvious. We get that. But in James's context, I didn't know this. He's trying to prepare their hearts to hear God's word in the midst of trial. Christians must concentrate their attention to be quick to listen, control their tongues, slow to speak, and contain their anger. Slow to anger and cleanse their life of moral filth, like he said. But if you look in the verses right after this, he's also talking about that you shouldn't just be a hearer, you should be a doer. And he gives great revelation after that. But if we're not quiet in the presence of the Lord, we don't hear anything really that he's saying. 
and I need to listen to what God says and less of what I think. So, you know, even here today doing a kind of a quasi peer journal, it reveals a lot to me. You guys both did an amazing job. Uh, Tori, can you uh, tell us a little bit on your applied? Sure, yeah. What are you feeling on that? Well, um, lately I've been working on controlling my tongue because, you know, as said before, um, you know, I'm a girl in high school, you know, I'm a freshman, there's just a bunch of little drama and chatter that likes to go around. No. And, um, no, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let me just start speaking English here. Um, <laughs> Were you speaking in tongues there for a second? I don't know, I don't okay. really know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but I just need to work on controlling my tongue because, um, Whenever girls just uh, start being mean and rude, um, it makes me really angry, especially if they're being mean and rude to other people who um, mm -hmm. just don't deserve to be treated that way. Uh -huh. And it just makes me really angry. And um, I've been working on controlling my tongue because I went off on one of them the other day and I said some not very nice things about her and mm -hmm. then she started crying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just, I'm learning how to control my tongue and um, just show people um, the righteousness of God and, um, you know, just talk to them in a loving fashion once I've cooled down and then give them my input on things. But, yeah, that's what I've been working on, and I'm a little bit better at it, but I'm working on it. You're doing an amazing job, and we talk a lot about the fruits of the Spirit at our house, and self-control is the last one. And if you don't have self-control, love, and all these other ones in there, can't do it, can you? Right. I'm really proud of you. Thank Thanks. you for doing that. And thank you for valuing others. Let me ask you two a question, too, real quick, relating to this verse. Do you think our world today, if we look at Facebook, if we look at social media, and we, we look at things that go on in public, are people very quick to listen to anybody? They just want to talk, don't they? They have a lot to say, but very little to listen. Do you think that people are slow to anger today? How quick is everybody offended today? As if you have a right to be offended. Go ahead. So for my apply, uh, I can relate this to my actually past week. Uh huh. So this past week, I'm also still working on slow to anger. As many of you know, I, when I was little, I had a lot of anger issues. So this past week, uh, in practice, one of the guys, not one, a couple of the guys were slacking off. And every time they slack off, we do poles, which is kind of like suicide for baseball. Kind of sucks. And so I got tired of doing poles. So I went up to him, and I was obviously working my quick to listen part. So I was like, hey, before I yell at you or go off, why are you guys doing what you're doing and not actually trying? Mm -hmm. And one of them said he's actually struggling at home, which I was like, okay, I'm glad I asked. And the other guy said he just doesn't care right now. I was like, okay, get off the field. Like, come on. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you remove him physically or just, no? I'm, I'm no, I just let Coach do it, that one. But So I'm glad I asked because otherwise I would be really angry and probably yell at him, and I'd probably give him crap for the rest of the practice. Because I'm a, I'm an athlete. I try to do my best. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to earn a spot in varsity. I'm 
just trying to do everything right the coach asked. I'm trying not to jack around. And so, I'm, like I said, I'm glad I asked because otherwise I would never have known. I would have been quick to talk versus quick to listen, which is obviously not in the Bible. So that was my apply, was learning to cope with quick to listen and, not, and slow to become angry. You've done an amazing job on that since the time that we've been meeting as well. Uh, my apply was not just in understanding the rest of the chapter, prepare my heart correctly for verse 22, but I, I really asked myself in my life and in all of my relationships, am I quick to listen, showing others that I value <coughs> what they say, and not only in what they have to say, but am I also slow to speak and choosing my words wisely in the spirit and not in the flesh in all of my relationships? And am I controlling my anger that can literally sever relationships and make me feel separated also from God's presence as the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God because it's sin. When we sin, we actually limit our exposure with God and intimacy with Christ. I don't like that feeling. Then I got to go get it right with him and, and repent. So anger is so destructive to the intimacy with Christ and the quality relationships that we have with others. And so uh, that's kind of key for me in moving forward. So, so tell us, Tori, here's the fun part. I know you love discipline. In our house, we say discipline equals freedom, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to be on a script here, okay? This is a script, okay? Remember? I'm not talking real life. I'm talking a script. All right, then. Okay. <laughs> this is a, a demo. So, right. uh, so the funnest part, we know that you love correction and accountability. Oh, yes. Tell us how your response is looking. What's it going to be? Well, because I love correction and the little halo above my head is glowing now. It's slightly um, tilted. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> um, can you ask the question again? <laughs> Working on it. Yeah. How was your response? Oh, Go ahead. My what, response, What, what did yes. you write down this week? Okay, so um, something that I'm going to work on this week is whenever any type of trial or problems occur, um, I'm going to try and show others the righteousness of God that he shows me 24-7 all the time because mm, I'm kind of out there a little bit. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so yeah, I'm just going to work on that and controlling my tongue whenever um, people hurt me and I'm going to be quick to listen and slow to become angry. That way um, I don't go off on people mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just hold my tongue and um, take a minute to cool down and talk to God about it and mm. then give my input on it and what he tells me to say to them in a loving fashion. Thank you for filtering everything through the word of God and what you're hearing in prayer and worship. You can never go wrong doing that. What we always say, you can never stumble on your knees in prayer. That's right. So. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the script. Huh? <laughs> okay. So, Cole, how does your respond look right now? So, for my respond, I just made a prayer. That's good. So that way, every time I get in the situation or whatever happens, I can just remember it and pray it. So, I put, I can pray that every time I have a, a problem or a scenario, that I have the strength and courage to not speak when I'm supposed to listen and be slow to anger when I am to listen at, at God, whatever. But 
So that, that's my little simple prayer. I mean, you can, like Tori, you can do an action. I did a prayer. I do prayers. I like those more only because I'm in high school. They happen every day. So I often pray a lot throughout the day because it helps. So That's great. And that you know what? That really shows humility, and that shows your growth in Christ. I really appreciate that. Uh, my response is I will be accountable to pray for these three things daily and have others in my household hold me accountable on how I'm doing these and not take it personal when I'm corrected, but to take it as a loving correction to produce humility and more intimacy with Christ. I'm going to be accountable to you guys. I'm going to be accountable to my wife and to one of my really good friends named Jeff Hughes, who I meet with weekly. Oh, yeah, there you are on all these. So excellent job. Um, I really appreciate your honesty. Let's, uh, let's pray before we take this out here. Go ahead, Nicole. Can you end in prayer for us? Lord, I thank you for this time that we are able to show everybody how this works, that everybody takes this home or has their G groups. I hope that everybody learns how this works although we have a short time. I thank you for the time of fellowship today. I thank you that everybody's here. I hope everybody has, I hope all the moms have a good Mother's Day. Hope everybody has some good food when they go home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, Cole and Tori. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. What do you think, Jeff? I think I lost the clicker. <laughs> yeah, leave it on the sheet. You can get off the stage you may now. Sit down if you like. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Great job. I set it down. Thank you, guys. So, um, in in this sheet too, there are some other suggestions that answer some maybe questions you have. Um, we show these rhythms. You don't have to do them in that order. Right. You can do them as you wish, but these are things that you should incorporate. You should definitely incorporate all of them mm -hmm. in some fashion, but you don't have to do them in that order. Um, obviously, we're going to spend most of the time sharing our here journals because it's where the, God, the word of God changes us. Right. Yeah. I know some people even too in the beginning that after they pray, some, some groups will do one or two worship songs even. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you have freedom to tweak this the way you want. And, you know, we didn't want to look too mechanical, but again, we wanted to hit all the steps and uh, not be Mr. Obvious, but we wanted everyone to know exactly where we were at with it and kind of what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So, ready, set, go. So, starting May 16th, which is next Sunday, um, we're going to start a reading plan together as a church. And back there, again, there is a reading plan that we've come up with. So we've already done one of the steps for you. When you're supposed to come up with a reading plan, a memorization plan, you families, um, other groups that start to get together, we've got one for you. And it's uh, pretty simple. We're going to be reading two chapters per week. Um, we're going to start in James and work our way through 1 John, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And so that's about 24 chapters total. Um, we're going to read two a week together as a church. Even if you're not in a group, if you don't have a family, we want to develop this discipline of getting into the word of God, reading it, applying it to our lives. So don't exclude yourself if you don't think you're going to join a group or you're going to have a group. You're invited to join the rest of us. That's right. To begin reading the Bible and pulling application out of it. So we're also going to have a memory verse in there. 
And uh, we picked some disciple-making related memory verses. You'll see the first one is Matthew 4.19. Jesus said to them, come, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Real simple one, first one. I think we can all get it, right? But uh, we're going to start the plan. Let's start reading and journaling as a body of Christ. I'm going to encourage the families Go ahead and start meeting. Yeah. Um, take this week, figure out what day of the week works good for us. When are we all together? You might have to sacrifice some things. You might have to rearrange some schedules a little bit. Maybe some things that aren't quite important. Kick those away and make this an important part of your weekly routine as a family. Just start doing it. Right. Try. It's not easy. You won't be perfect. I've yelled during our discipleship meetings. <laughs> what are you doing? This is not what we're talking about. Are you going to be know? accountable for that? <laughs> My wife holds me accountable to it. <laughs> she does a good job. Yeah, but it's not easy. Um, but it's great as you see the fruit grow in each other's lives, sure the fruit growing in your family's lives. And I especially want to talk to you fathers. It's, I don't know if it's true in your house, but my wife, for the longest time, led our family when it came to matters of God and the Spirit. Uh -huh. And I took on the, I'm the breadwinner, I make the money, I'll do that part. But she was constantly, you know, pushing me like, hey, you know, be the spiritual leader, be the spiritual leader. And I want to encourage you fathers, don't push this on to your wives to plan this out. Be a part of your family's spiritual leadership and lead your family work together with your wife find a time when you can do this plan this execute this don't leave it on her shoulders to do yeah your kids will mold what you do as a leader yeah so if you're not in a family but you're interested in this start planning start thinking about a group um you know older people more seasoned believers <laughs> Find a young one that you can disciple. That's right. Find a younger person, a young Spiritually adult. Spiritually parent them. Spiritually parent them. If it's just a group of friends you want to get together, get together, start doing this. But get started as soon as possible. Don't push this off and like, yeah, I'll think about it. It's it's time to, like I got fed up last year sometime. You know, it's, it's time to stop talking about it and just right. let's just start doing it. Right. We all know by now we're commanded through the Great Commission to go make disciples. Let's just start doing it and work our way through it. Right. It's going to be ugly at times. We're still learning. I've failed many times. How about you? It's still awkward sometimes, oh, yeah. isn't it? Definitely awkward. You're great. You, you, I don't know, you do relationships. He does relationships far better than I do. I don't know. <laughs> if you complete me, then you're doing it pretty well too, right? <laughs> <laughs> you complete that part of me. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Uh, but I've got questions there as well, but let's just skip to the next slide. It says the same thing. If you need help, if you have questions, I know we just dumped a bunch on you in three weeks. So just start trying it. Uh, at the On that sign-up sheet or on that sheet back there, it's got Alex and I's contact information right at the top. Call us, text us, email us. Um, there's a sign-up sheet. Right. 
Go ahead. What's that about? Uh, yeah, there's there's going to be a sign-up sheet. Uh, initially, it's just contact us. So we'll have a sign-up sheet for that and the baptism. Okay. Both of those. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike actually had a question, though. If we had, do we have oh, time for questions Mike's got a question? Did you have a question? Mike, you, you might need a mic. How does, th whoa, how does this line up with what uh, the middle school and the youth is doing with Proverbs? Shelly says they'll talk about it at the parent meeting and it is going to line up. I think the if reading if plan if you is know, yeah. going to be in sync. If you want to know the real way it is, I, can I let the cat out of the bag a little bit? Uh, Miss Kate has already made up the hear journals for the kids. Uh, that page and it's the same one I was talking about when I said if you have smaller children all the way up through middle school with a simplified way of doing the hair journal uh, she's already got the reading plan and you know how she has her and Tina are always on it and so they've already got those made up to sync up with this schedule with the body as well yeah um, and I know one question that I always had um, immediate question is hey we're doing two chapters per week do I have to do two hair journals uh, no, you do not. Although if you can do one and you have some extra time, two is always better than one, right? Yeah, yeah. But just to get started, yeah, you only have to, to do one. Uh, but, you know, read two chapters, read them both uh, in one here journal, just to start. I think you'll find out, though, as you really start to delight yourself in the Lord, not only does he give you the desires of your heart, but you really enjoy doing these here journals as well. I do, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, there's some notes and suggestions on here that might answer some of your questions, but is there any other questions? We got one over here. So if these are not minor children that is in your D group, how long do you run a D group? And at what point are you encouraging your participants to go run their own? So if they're not your small children, you can't just kick them out, obviously, right? Um, yeah, so this is a great question. As a, if, you're, if you're leading the group, obviously you want to continue to cast that vision that the, the goal is to replicate. Yes. And so I know so it's, it's really going to be up to you as a leader what you're seeing in the ones that you're pouring into. Personally, I'm of the opinion that if I'm one week old in Christ, I know more than someone that's one day old in Christ. Or I, not can in pour Christ at all. I can pour into them. Right. If you're two weeks old in Christ, you can pour into a one week old and he can pour into a one day old. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. But, um, you know, some people meet together for six to 12 months doing this with the goal of at the end, you're going to, you know, kick you out of the nest per se and start doing this. I think a real, you know, you can also look at it from this perspective. A lot of times, again, before we start a D group, Lord, who do you want in this D group? Put it to prayer. And how long do you want it to go? And, and you may not get that answer right away, obviously, right? But as you assess the people in the group, their spiritual maturity, and they may be a little bit different, each of them, you'll see who's ready to actually go out and do this faster or slower than somebody else. A lot of times due to are they a spiritual infant or a spiritual child, spiritual young adult or a spiritual adult. And they're all going to be uh, equipped at different rates and ready to go out and replicate probably at different rates as well. That's an excellent question, Susan. Yeah, no, I wish I could have a more specific answer because I would love to have a very specific answer for you. But 
it's obviously, it's throughout the process of keeping that vision out in front of that person of what we're aiming for. Because it's easy to lose sight of what we're aiming for. Yeah. Keeping that at the forefront of this is where we're going. This is where we're going. You're going to do this. You're going to start pouring into somebody. I think as you spend a couple months, three months with somebody, you could probably start encouraging them. Who can you start pouring into? You know, you're right. And that's where the, the coordinate part, you know, the second part after commitment coordinate is so essential and key because that shows how serious they really are to actually go out and do what we're talking about here. So on, and then le that leads into respond the accountability part. But coordinate is so important, too, because that shows how aggressive and committed are they really on what you're studying, what you're saying and what you're asking them to do. Any question, other questions that we can, did you see any? Uh, no. No? How, uh, Bob Hughes, you don't have a question? <laughs> I'll repeat it, go ahead. So, so the question is, it might you you you're wondering if it might be better if some it's about time for someone to start doing this on their own. Maybe bring another person into the group that they can start to lead yeah. within the group yeah. before you move them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, we don't have all the answers. That's a great question. It's a great consideration. Um, as I think about it, I think it might be good as as you if you're that person's leader that you're maybe one-on-one -on -one or having some extra time with them, encouraging them, hey, how's it going? Or maybe attend their meeting too and help him through it and be part of it. That's yeah. That's spiritually, that's spiritual parenting right yeah. there. It's that extra time with them. And I, I don't want to underscore anything, but I want to really make this known. When you spiritually parent people, it is going to take your time. Yeah. And time being the most important thing, because at the end of your life, you can't buy more time. You're giving them something that money can't buy. Yeah, so it's, uh, I know it's Mother's Day, but I want to give just a couple minutes here. Um, there's a few people that have been in this sort of process that have, I've helped, you've helped, they've been in other D groups. But any of those people that w would like to briefly share a testimony, how has disciple making impacted you? How has reading the Bible impacted you with your you journals. Your journals, if you want to raise your hand, I can, well, come on up here. You want, if you don't mind coming up or do you want me to come back there? This is Christy Tower, I believe. Probably need to be on camera. <laughs> Christy, real briefly, how has, uh, disciple making impacted you um i love getting together with the group of ladies that i'm with um they're very supportive um i'm very new to this so reading the bible is very new to me mm -hmm. so i love that michelle taught me context mm -hmm. because i didn't understand it at first um now that i do it's really opened up my world and knowing that I can read something, she can read something, and the other ladies can read some, 
we all come together and we all bounce everything that we've learned off one of one another and it just blows your mind how much it speaks to everybody differently mm-hmm. but at the same time it grows all of you at the same time in the right way it's good so that you don't miscue something and then you don't go and teach wrong to somebody else it's good because that's very important you have to know what you're teaching so that when you go out and teach you're teaching the right thing you're teaching what's in the bible in the right context thank you great thank you it's good thank you anyone else would like to share spencer spencer Yeah, so I had Alex and Eric discipling me last summer. Um, kind of had to put it on pause going to college and everything. But um, so last spring, um, I was baptized for the first time and you know, kind of felt like that maybe that week old Christian that you were talking about, you know, just wanting to be led into it more and helped through that. And it gave me that opportunity to really feel like I was getting somewhere and what I was able to get out of it and what I was able to use. And so now, even though I hadn't been you know, talking with them every week through while I was at college, um, we're getting to the point now where I, I'm starting to feel more comfortable, um, you know, like what you guys were talking about, maybe, you know, leading one of my own or you know, just, it's great. I'm not that weak old Christian anymore that I can find those to lead um, and be more comfortable in that position. Proud of you, Spencer. Awesome. Was there one other one? Anyone else? I know someone was sick today. Oh, here we go. Mike Tower. So uh, going into this, uh, you know, I had not read much of the Bible. And but uh, when I learned it and learned and sit and talk with other guys in, in the group and taking all that knowledge in, it gave me the tools to equip me so that when I'm out there, whether it be at work or just wherever I'm at, I have that knowledge that I can speak to somebody about the Bible and can maybe lead them to Christ like you know I was. Because a few years ago, I didn't know a bit of the Bible. Now I know enough that maybe I can help somebody else that was in a situation that I was in. It's good. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. It's really good. All right. Um, well, I think that's where we leave this. Yeah. Um, I think this is Alex and I's last week, at least. Uh, well, we're not here next week. I don't believe. I think we've fished that river dry. Uh, we may have. <laughs> but we we want to partner with you guys. Anyone who's more interested in this, we want to answer your questions. Reach out to us. Feel free to call, text, email, carrier pigeon, all that smoke stu- stack, smoke anything. Stack, smoke signals. Smoke signals. But we want to help our church as a culture shift towards disciple making. I know in the future, I think we're going to, um, there'll be some things coming about. We want to incorporate evangelism, obviously, into disciple making. Yes. Um, This isn't just about us growing deep together in Christ, but us reaching out to others. But we want to start within our families, within this context of us getting these disciplines in place before we drop more on our plates.
Absolutely. Yeah, this is not the end right here. We're just beginning now. And uh, we will take the time if you need help setting up a D group, if you need further help with your family, uh, we will help you do that. Whatever it takes to help you get going in this and keep going, uh, including resources or anything else, uh, we're willing to take the time to do it. And you're worth our time. And we love every one of you. Yeah. So we want to thank Eric and Tom for giving us the platform to thank share you. this these last thank few you. weeks. We thank you guys for allowing us to speak and uh, we love you guys. Thank you.